The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The place in called the Bikat Hayardin. And there was a year of Shleim Zalman Grossman. Today is a Murda Asra in the new city called El Ad. So he used to live over there and he gave Shurim over there. And he was talking about Shemitah. And he was talking about, about the importance of Bitochen and Shemitah, how they go hand in hand. No, one of the guys who came to the Shia was a farmer. His name was Effie. It's like a shortcut not to throw for Ephraim. No, he was a wealthy guy. He was a capable guy. He was very despoiled from the Zach. He was very... He never heard such a zach about Shemitah, you know, work, and you make, and the thing grows. He got up, and he said, Kvod Arav, if you promise me that the Pesach is going to be fulfilled in me, I'm going to watch the Shemitah. I'm going to be ashamed of the Shemitah. So they call on Veda. No, you have to know that the whole area of Bikate Ardain is based on farmlands. And the Rav asked him, no, what are you going to do in Shemitah here? What will you do? So the guy thought for a minute, and then he's going to plan to learn some things he needs to learn about how to run a farm, and manage your farm. And I'm going to do that. No. So he said, I'm capable to keep Shemitah 100% as long as you tell me that Hashem is going to definitely work for me. Now he said, I don't know one from yet besides you, told the Rav. If the Rav is Mechaev himself, the obligant, I'm not going to get damaged. I'm going to Shemaim. I'm going to have Panosa. I'm going to be Shem Shemit. No. If Grossman decided, he was afraid. So take the Sachrayas, not take the Sachrayas. He knows that some days hold Shemit is only the Rabbonon, the Kibimako. Maybe the Avtoch is not Chayach. Decided, could he tell, so tell the guy a promise on his Cheshman? He decided I better talk it over with somebody bigger than me. So he went to Rebbe Yashiv and told me Yashiv the story. Yashiv said to him, you can't promise. Because some hold that the, that the guarantee is only Gezokavarn to Klal Yisrael. It's not said to individuals. But one thing I tell you, you could mechaev yourself. You could be of him that he's going to see a lot of Asiyaita Deshmaya, and that Hashem will definitely help. But that's going to be Mekayim exactly what it says in the Pasuk, that's that I can't tell you. No, if Grossman came back to Effie, and he tells him what the answer is, and he was Sefridin with the answer. He decided, I'm going to Mekayim Shemitah kill Chosa. It was a very dramatic Kabbalah, and the whole Bikateyardin, lots and lots of farmers there. They heard about it. 
And they laughed at him. They were mavazim. They said, the guy is a smart man. His heifer is not a shaita. You know what I mean? Was tuta. And friends came to him. They want to borrow his tractor. They want to borrow his... If you're not using him, you're all clear avoided. They want to borrow. Kitsa, he asked, a child from the Rav, may I lend them all my kalim? He said, after he asked, the Rav said, no, you can't help every Avera. So he told his friends, they even get more upset. Because a lot of these machinery, they get on, uh, it's like a lease. So they have to pay for them per year. And just that if, if they work, they at least make some money. These tractors sit empty. Gets a Shemitah came, the year passed, and at the end of Tzayim Gedalia, the Rav and Effie sat down and they drank a little Arak. And then the major test that was concluded by Hatzloch. Now came the time to prepare the fields for the following year. The general custom was that they would put, the the, 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 the Sachnut, the government, would provide all of the seeds, the next year's crop, as a loan to all the farmers. And at the end of the year, when they had their crop, they would pay back the government. But the time of the planting was very limited. And how much you could plant also was limited. When Effie arrived on the 4th of Tishrei to collect his seeds, they told him, you can't get seeds. The time of planting is already passed. Time of planting already passed. If he was shocked, what do you mean? He tried to make calls, he had connections, he tried this. What do you mean? His behavior from the last year, he didn't get him too many friends. And he said, oh boy, it's going to come another year that I'm not going to be, last year I didn't plant with any seeds from the government. Now two years, I'm not going to be able to plant. Finally, he got to one friend that worked for the Sachnut, for the government, and the guy told him, Effie, the emiss is that we don't really have any seats left. Except for one seat. We have celery seats. And the junky seats. <laughs> They're very not quality seats. I don't give him much chance to produce a real crop. But instead of throwing him directly in the garbage, I don't ke- care... If I give them to you for free. You have the free. No, he had no braira. So he took all the celery seeds and he planted all his fields that he had with celery. It was an amazing amount of celery. It wasn't even... Everybody saw what's going on. What's this guy doing? Is he crazy? They heard about it. They were laughing. Suddenly... They were watching that field. Every place he put a celery seed produced celery. Kama vakama pa'amim. 
not stuff. Nothing to do with proportion of of the of the of the, of the seats. And at least three times, what it would produce on a regular year, it produced. His field became so full of celery, not stuff. Went over the and it went high celery. So it was low. It was high celery. If Grossman not saw this major amazing thing. He got himself started to get a little concerned about this amazing amount. Because it was so ma- amount, you could have fed the whole Medina Yisrael with this celery alone for two months. Two months. So everybody asks, what in the world you can do with all the celery? What do you do? So you have some, a ton of celery, very nice, miracle celery. Effie answered with Bitochen, I did mine, Hashem's now going to do his. So, one day, the Rav gets a phone call, and Effie asks him, could you please come to my house? I'm sorry to Matriach, the Rav, could you please come to my house? The Rav goes running over there, and Effie was, was sitting there with shining eyes, and he said, you're not going to believe this. The guy who last year gave me all those celery seeds calls me up and he says to me, Effie, do you remember all those celery seeds I gave you? Did you ever do anything with them? We just threw them out. He said, no, what I did anything with them, he says. I planted them and I'm eating celery, I'm breathing celery, I'm sleeping celery. I got a new name. I'm called Mr. Celery. <laughs> he said, you have a tack, a lot of celery? He said, as much as you want, I can divide you. He said, excellent, he said. Right now, the price for celery is a half a, half a dollar. You can sell right now, up front, all your celery for $3. And if you push, you'll get $4. And if you push harder, you'll get $5 for every head of celery. He said, what? $5 for head of celery? Whoever well, heard such a thing? He said, I'll tell you, he says. In the last two weeks, Europe had a frost. The cold came in early. And every, all of their stuff froze. People are not going out of the house. And everybody wants to eat soup. But they can't find... And it's celery to make the soup with. And in Europe, they're dying for celery. The whole entire produce, frozen. So there's a tremendous demand for celery. They said they're begging me, send celery. <laughs> no? Effie, get all the workers you can find. As many as you can find. I'm going to get you, I'll arrange the airplanes. A fleet of airplanes, big ones, to send celery across the entire Europe. England, Holland, Belgium, France, wherever we just can, we're going to send it. Within a couple of days, that hundreds of workers working in those fields, Yidden from the Bikah, Arabs from the villages, they work day and night, for this great Mivtzah. All the trucks were waiting, these longer 
long trucks, and they took them straight to the airport, and from there they were shipped to Europe. No. <clears throat> when it came around the Yontif Purim, the great sale was over. It's gone. No. Rev. Grossman himself wanted to buy some celery for Pesach. He couldn't find one thing of celery left in Eretz Yisrael. This guy Effie became very wealthy. This guy Effie bought himself all new, brand new machines. And he called it, this is my Shavias Cadillac. <laughs> That's what he called it. And he said, I'm doing this against all the pails of shame and embarrassment and booze that they poured upon me in order to miskade shem shemayin. And they should see what's the end of Shmir Shemitah. No. At the end, he even bought himself an Arabian horse for a very expensive price. And he also called it, it's not Arabian horse, it's my Shemitah horse. <laughs> the kid of Shem Shemayim that he made was mamish, was publicized. Wherever Effie went, he was machers, Barabim. Look at the great prophet that people who keep Shemitah have. Later on, after the story, Effie the farmer decided to become more observant. And he became the scar of the Avinu Today, he's a Talmud Chochem who gives Shir Barabim. That Yid who went against the, the stream, and was of his Amuna Tmima, tremendous Madregis Atsumis. Unbelievable. Ah. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.